Last week, we had a chance to hear from Joy Malik sharing about Enlight. Today, we get a chance to hear from Dale Mason. And I think some of what uh, Matt was sharing was actually really fitting. Don't you think so, Dale? It's amazing how the Holy Spirit moves. Um, I had no idea he was going to talk on that subject, especially about who's, who's on the throne of your life. And we'll be talking today about who's, the throne, uh, who's on the throne of your financial life. Well, if I can tell a story how it uh, started, really, was the, um, and me realizing that I was on the throne of our financial life was when um, I asked my lovely wife, Gwen, to marry me in September of, 2000, of 1992. Don't really remember our anniversary. Um, and we were scheduled to um, get married in May of the following year. However, in that December of 1992, me being an accountant and marrying an accountant, I decided to do some tax calculations. Very romantic. Yes, it was. Um, very romantic. So I did the ca tax calculations in December 1992 and said, lo and behold, amazing. If we get married before the end of the year, before the December 31st, we will save enough in tax refund, we'll get a tax refund enough to pay for a lot of our wedding. So I approached Gwen, but her being an accountant said, isn't that romantic? <laughs> but let me, let me do the calculations myself. She well, she's always been the better accountant in the family. And she also realized, oh my goodness, you're absolutely right. We are going to uh, save enough if we get married to, uh, by the end of the year. So we snuck down to the courthouse on December 21st, and we got married. And I realize now my mother-in-law is in the audience. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been married for a long time, and God's been with uh, But so, so even from the very beginning, like your vision of romance involved having good calculations. And th thankfully, Gwen was the right person to marry in that process. It was a romantic gesture. Right? Yes, and it was a continued focus, unfortunately for me, um, with regard to my finances. And uh, we got the opportunity to go to Poland. We both worked um, for a large accounting firm in Poland. And Gwen will tell you that at nights, I would be sitting there calculating, not for my clients, but my, for myself how much our net worth was growing, how much uh, security I was providing this family, how much, how much, how much, calculating, calculating, calculating. And, um, you know, we came back to the States, and we were at a church service, and the pastor said um, he was talking about giving to a Bible college in India. And Gwen uh, whispered to me, I think we should give to that um, project. And I said, okay, we can give that project. I was giving now, we were giving now and again to the church and to other things. And um, I said, well, how much did the Lord tell you how much to give? And she whispered, I said, what? How much? Couldn't believe it. And then she told me again, and I said, well, now wait a minute. Um, that is a huge amount that you're talking about. And that is 
that is um, such a large amount that I need to really think about this and pray about this. And so I went to the scriptures and I was just studying the Bible, everything about finances and giving. And I just saw many things in the Bible, in the Old Testament about tithing and offerings and in the New Testament about free will offerings and about it's better to give than to receive and about where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then I came across this one passage in Matthew, Matthew 6, 12, which really was a deciding factor of really thinking about who was on the throne of my financial life, who, who was on the throne of my life. And, of course, the, the verse goes, no one can serve two masters, Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And so I, was, I thought, all right, well, here, here is the decision point. I can't serve God and money. What am I going to do? So after praying some more, I decided, Gwen, I think you're right. We're going, to, we're going to give that offering that you thought we should give, and I also think we should give it now. So instead, after we gave that large offering, instead of feeling anxious, uh, at first I was thinking, who am I going to be if I give away all this wealth? Where's my security? I was, I was doing it myself, and I was giving a great financial life for our future. Now what's going to happen Who's going to be on the throne of my life now? And as soon as we gave that offering, I realized, my goodness, what, a f what freedom I'm experiencing. What amazing amount of prayer. Uh, my prayer life improved. My, my study of Scripture improved. And it was just a, really an amazing turn of events that really transformed my entire life. And since then, I realized that these idols can keep coming up. So it wasn't that I was able to, and we were able to just give this one offering, and then the, the idol of financial security just goes away forever. No, it continues to come up. So as we studied more, we decided that we needed to combat this by, continuing, by continued giving. So Gwen and I decided for our family that we would use the Old Testament scriptures and give at minimum a, a tithe, which is 10% of our income, and then any, any free will offerings over and above that. And it's just made such a transform transformational experience in my life with God. It's just been truly amazing. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure there are people like me in the, in the congregation. Um, I just know the way we're here in this area and the financial pressures that we have and the constant thinking about how financial security and um, the, the whole discussion on, uh, in the news media all the time about financial, financial, financial. I know there are people like me out there, so I would just encourage people in this especially in this season of giving, and especially as what Matt talked about today, 
to really pray about who is the Lord of your life? Who is the master of your life? Is it you and your finances, or is it Jesus Christ? 